Today's daf is Bavakama daf Kuf Yud Dalid. We have 15 lines from the bottom of daf Kuf Yud Gimel Amid Beis Gufa. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for Achenu Bnei Yisrael Hanasuna Matzaru Vashivya. So today's daf is a continuation of yesterday's daf, which dealt with halachas related to Gizela, specifically Gazalakum, Dina de Machusadina, tax collectors. And all things that are me'inyan le'inyan ba'oisa inyan. Zakti gemar gufa. Amar Shmuel. Shmuel said, Dino de malchusa dino. Which means that if the government decrees something be so, it has the effect of a din, and one must obey it the way he would have to obey any halacha in Shulchan Aruch. Amar Rava, Rava said, Teda, I'll prove to you that this must be the way it is. The Katli Dikli, because you find that the government sometimes will cut people's trees, the Gashri Gishri, and they'll use the wood of those trees to make bridges, and we use those bridges. Meaning, if the halacha is not Dina de Malchusadina, then every time we cross a bridge, we're violating the Esigzela, because really the bridge was made with material that was stolen. Must be, Dina de Malchusadina, if they take it, they have a right to take it, and as a result, we have a right to use it. Amle Abaya, Sa'abaya told Rava, I don't know if you have a raya. Maybe there's no such thing as Dina de Malchusadina. And really when the government builds bridges, they're violating the principles of Gzela. But at the same time, it's okay for us to use it, because maybe the owner of this tree was miyayish from it when the government came and seized it from them. Meaning, Maybe it's based on the fact that the owner gave a pope. So if he was miyayish, he is kind of, therefore it's going to be okay. And he told him, We're not for the fact that Dino the malchusa is Dino, Yish in it of itself would not help. What do you mean? Why should Yish not help? So Rashi says it's because Rav is of the opinion that Yish bechdi is loikani. Big machlik is here in the latter dafin of Masechtas Bavakama whether Yish is koina, Yish is not koina. Rav held Yish is not koina, and Rashi adds to that that although Yish b'shinoi meisa is koina, taking the dekel and making a bridge out of it does not constitute a shinoi meisa. Based on the Gemara earlier in Perak Hagoyzaleitzim, and it's for that reason, said Rava that must be Dina de Malchusa Dina. But the Gemara has another problem. This is Abaya following up with Rava. He said, Even if you're going to tell me that Dina de Malchusa Dina, I still don't understand why it's okay for us Yidin to cross bridges. Why not? Because the people that are working for the government, then they don't follow exactly the instructions that they're given. Meaning they don't do what the Melech told them. How so? It's Mestabra that when the Melech would tell his agent, go and build a bridge, where are we going to get the material? Just take it from the people, from the landsman. 
the idea would be go equally and take from everybody. So every person in the city should be mishtatif. But Lamaisa, Abaya said that's not the way it happens. The inu azlu, the katlu michad baga. They go usually to one person and they take this one person's wood and that's where they make the bridge from. So even if you're going to tell me, Dina the Malchusadina, I still think we have a problem over here. But the Gemara says, Rava told him, Shlucha de Malka Kemalka. I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, it's a mistake. And the reason is because this Shlucha de Malka, this agent, is Kemoisa, he's like the Melech that hired him. Now, the king himself, does he have to be Matriach? Does he have to make a Cheshben? I'm taking a little more wood from Ruven than from Shimon. No, he could do whatever he wants. If the king could do whatever he wants, the Shliach could also do whatever he wants. Now, just because the Shliach has a right to take all the wood that he's going to use to build the bridges from one person, doesn't necessarily mean that that person has to suffer. That person has a right to now go and make himself whole by going to all the other people and saying, listen, I essentially paid for this bridge. There's no reason for me to have to do that. And as a result, I want you to be mishtatif. That's something he has a right to do. And if he doesn't do it, the inu nafshayo, he or these people are being themselves, They should have figured out a way to make themselves whole. Meaning, said Rava, you want to know why we're allowed to use bridges? It's based on Dina the Machusadina. You're going to tell me I, the government agent, doesn't do it exactly the way the Melech told him to do it. That's neither here nor there because the government agent is like the Melech himself. And just like the Melech can do whatever he wants, the agent can also do whatever he wants, which means he can take it from one person. Now, just so happens if he takes it from one person, that one person has a schuss to make himself whole. But at the same time, from the perspective of the government agent, what he's doing is fine, and that's why it's okay for us to go and use bridges. Abayah seemed to question it. Abayah seemed to say that I'm not so sure that I hear the reason us being able to use bridges is based on Dina the Malchusadina. If so, why then would it be okay? Because I think Yiyush is Kaina. At the very least, Yiyush and Shino Maisa, when you take the thing that was stolen and you make a bridge out of it, and if that's the case, so you're dealing with Yiyush and Shino, that's why you'd be able to use it. Another memra from Rava that's Me'inyan Le'inya Ba'isinya Manda Meshtapkach. So we're talking about taxes that people had to pay for tfua that they had. So if you had tfua, you'd have to pay taxes. Now, what happens if a whole bunch of shutfin own this big granary together? The government official comes and he says, I want you to hand over tfua. Theoretically, everybody should be responsible to pay pro rata based on their shutfis, whatever percentage they're supposed to pay. Stating that, Rava said, The last man standing, the last person to pay in the, be in the Beidari, he has to pay the entire amount that's being requested by the Melech. Now, he's not going to have to eat the entire cost, meaning he's going to have to make the payment, and then ultimately he'll be able to go to his shutfin and make himself whole. But based on Dina the Malchusadina, the Melech has a right to take all of it from this one shutif, and the shutif can't come and say, what do you mean, I'm only one partner, I'll pay my share. It's not the way it works. You're a partner, you have to pay the whole thing, you rather have a right to go to your shutfin and make yourself whole. The Hani Mili said, Rabba, shutfin. This is only true if this last person who was there is taka, a shutif. Avalarisa, but let's say he's a sharecropper. So sharecroppers were people that used to work for people that own fields. So this was a basic arrangement, a basic operating agreement where one person owns a field, another person knows how to work the field, and they come up with... Re- 
they have some sort of arrangement where they split the profits. Now, the way it works in Lumdus is that the artist doesn't own any part of the field. He just has a schos. He's entitled to a certain percentage of the profits that this field generates. But in terms of owning the field, he really owns nothing. And because he owns nothing, he is not responsible to pay any of the taxes. So if the artist is the last man standing, and now the government official walks in and he says, I'm coming to collect the taxes, he's not allowed to take it from the artist. It violates Dina the Malchus Adina. That's what Rashi says. And if he takes it from the artist, what he took is Gezelo. And now if you buy it from him, you have to refer to the suyas that we're learning right now, because technically you're a koina min hagazlan. But the bottom line is, Rava said that this halacha, that the government has a right to take the full payment from one shutif, and it's the shutif's responsibility to make himself whole, is only true if he's a proper shutif. But if he's an aris, arisuse hudekamapik, then fakir, you're taking something that I'm not to give you. My profit sharing comes net of all the taxes. The taxes is something that the, the landowner is responsible for. And if that's the case... So the government doesn't have a right to take it from the artist, and if they do, it's Xela. If you take it from them, you're taking something that was stolen. This is a real Kiddush. Rashi says we're talking about a Yid, who was a Gabai for the Melech. So he works for the government. He was told to go seize an asset or collect taxes from somebody. This person is not around. He's not able to collect whatever he needs to collect. He has a right to go to his neighbor or to go to someone else who doesn't owe any money to the government, take it from him, and then let that person figure out a way to make himself whole from the person that really owns the money when he comes back. So this is uh, already a very big chiddish, even in the world of Dina the Malchusa. But the bottom line is... Rav said that this is a halacha. So it's interesting. Rav is giving us Dina the Malchusa, right? Why would he give us Dina the Malchusa? It's like he's literally reading the tax law to you. The reason he's doing it is because Dina the Malchusa Dina. So this is something that you have to do, right? It doesn't sound like he's learning this from a Shach and Chayshem Mishpat. He's telling you what the Dina the Malchusa was. But the bottom line is, Bar Masa or Bar Masa Miyab. The only time this is true is if it's the Bar Ara, the Karga the Haishasa. If the taxes that are being collected are Current taxes. The Barla Ara is property taxes, and Karga is Kesef Gulgoilis, Rashi says. That's a tax that you have to pay simply because you're alive. But it's only if it's for the current fiscal year. But if the taxes that are being paid are being paid for a previous year, being that the king already was appeased, Chalif at that point, what happened happened, and this Gabi Amalek wouldn't have a right to go ahead and do. This move where you're trying to collect money from Ruvain, but it's inconvenient, I might as well take it from Shimon and let Shimon figure out a way to get the money from Ruvain. That's not something you would be able to do. So what's the difference if it's the current year or if it's the previous year? So Rashi explains, and if you look at the Rishonim, they explain it even more. And that is, so once upon a time, it was a good job to be a Gabay Melech, to be a tax collector. It was fairly lucrative. We had yesterday's Dafta Mukhashain like Kitzva. This is not a bad deal. Use your discretion when you determine how much money you're going to take from people. But the way people had the right to be a Gabay Amelech was by guaranteeing the government that they were going to get a certain amount of money. So basically, the arrangement was you would sit down with the IRS and you would tell them, listen, 
what do you project that you're going to collect in income tax for the current year? They would throw out a number. He says, I'll tell you what, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to collect. Let's agree on a certain number that I'm going to give you. They shook hands on it. And now the Gabay Amelech is allowed to collect and he's allowed to take everything that he took. Now, what happens if the Gabay Amelech didn't collect uh, enough money to even give the Melech the amount of money he promised him he was going to have to give him? So who do you think is the Yadal al right? You don't need a drum roll for this. Not a lot of suspense. It's bullshit. The Yadal al is the Melech. So at the end of the year, this guy would have to write a check for whatever he agreed to give him. So the Gemara says that the way we look at the Gabi Melech is different before he pays up the Melech versus after he pays up the Melech. Until he pays up the Melech, when you're in the current year, so he's making his payments, I don't know, quarterly installments. Until he makes the last payment, at that point, he's a Shluch of the Malka. Right now, I'm working for the king. Once he pays the melech off 100%, so the melech got his thing. We can't view you anymore as a shluch of the malka. What are you now? Now you're working for yourself to try to make yourself as whole as possible. So Zokhtar Rava, this halacha, that a person could go to someone else and take assets from him to make himself whole or to compensate for money that somebody else owns him. That's only true if it's in the current year. Why? Because if it's in the current year, so you didn't pay up the melech, you had 100%, so now we look at you as an agent of the king. The king could do it. The king could do whatever he wants. So therefore, you could do this as well, as opposed to once you already paid off the guy, meaning it's already in the following year. Right now, it's 2024, and you're collecting taxes for... I guess 2022, but the point is, if it's already for the, the previous year, so Bechai Gavna, then already we look at yourself as any money that you're collecting is to make yourself whole. Oh, it's to make yourself whole? That's not going to be okay. So once it's Ipayas Malka, once the king already got everything that he was supposed to get, now we view it a little bit differently. In the year, the halach is, you will not be able to make this move. Oh, my Rav, Rav said, no, 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 people whose parnasa is, that they have behemoths and they fertilize fields. Rashi says, Akum, talking about in the Yehudim, So their job is they come to your field and they're more than happy to fertilize your field. So the Allah is like this, Rava talking. If they operate within the Tchum, meaning within civilization, also you're not allowed to buy behemoths from them. My time, why not? Because we're afraid that maybe. Animals roam, and maybe an animal that belongs to one of the Yidin, with all the animals from this Akum who has this business where he fertilizes people's fields. And if you're going to buy a behemoth, it could be you're buying the Yid's behemoth, and as a result, you're buying from a Gazlan. If, however, the Akum operate only outside the Tchum, then you're allowed to, because we're not going to suspect that maybe a Jewish animal went. And therefore, we could assume that whatever you're taking from the Akum actually belongs to the Akum. Oh, my Ravina, Ravina said, Let's say you witness the following scene. You see an animal, there's a, a Haimashi that's running after this animal, and it's Chutzlotchom. Okay, so in a situation like that, I feel the Chutzlotchom also, then you're not going to be able to take it. Meaning, even though we assume ordinarily that the animals that are inside the city don't roam beyond the Tchum, but if you saw it with your own eyes, okay, you saw it with your eyes, that's already a whole different story. Machrus Rav Rav made the following declaration. Some say it was Rafuna that did the Salkan Le'elu, the Nachlon Lesata. Yidin that go from Baba Tarat Yisrael. That's the Salkan Le'elu. They go north. Or Yidin that go from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel. The Nachlon Lesata. Hi, Bar Yisrael, the other Sadus Logoi. If there's a Bar Yisrael that knows Eidos about a guy, so there's a Yid that knows Eidos regarding a guy. 
meaning to benefit him, but nobody was teveya him to go to Bezdin and to actually testify. And he goes now into a non-Jewish court, and he acts as a witness, he testifies, al Yisrael and it's coming at the detriment to a Yisrael. So the cases where a Yid and a any Yehudi are standing din and the courthouse is not a Jewish courthouse. You're a Yid, and you know Edis that could benefit the Eina Yehudi. Nobody summons you, no one asks you to come to court, and you decide on your own that it's the right thing to do, so you're going to volunteer your, your testimony. we put him in That's what Rav said. Some say this is what Rav Huna said. My time, what's the reason? So Pasha, you would say, because you're helping the Eina Yehudi, clap the Yehudi. But the Gemara says that's not the reason. The reason is the inu mafkim The reason is because they don't conduct themselves within Yisrael. As we're about to see in a minute, if you had confidence that this courthouse was going to operate within Yisrael, then we would say, oh, they're Just because there's a year that's on the losing end of this transaction doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't go testify. The reason, however, it's a problem is because the rules and regulations that they use at the end of the day are not Kidine Yisrael, even though there's something called Dine de Malchusadine, but you don't have to volunteer. So being that it's not going Bidine Yisrael, so therefore you're not supposed to testify. So what's an example of something that they do that we don't do? The Inu Mafki They'll use the testimony even of an Eid Echot to be Moitzi Momen. We know that an Eid Echot could be Mechaev Shvua, but an Echot is not enough to be Moitzi Momen. So being that then operating Bidine Yisrael, therefore we have the sensitivity. If Loya says the Gemara Elochat, this is only true if you're an Eid Echot, I will betray life. Let's say you and another Yid are going to go together. In that case, it's going to be fine. Why? Because now there's going to be two Yid in there. If there's going to be two Yid in there, you don't have to worry about the fact that they are Moitzi Momen with Eid Echot. It's not going to be Eid Echot. Even when it's an Eid Echot, the only time it's a problem is Ela Bedine de Magista. So Rashi says Magista is a kfar. It's a village. So in the courthouses, in the small villages, that's where they used to be moitzi mom and afilu al yedei yedechot. Avo beidavar. Rashi says the beidavar is the shultoin. Right? This is like a federal courthouse. This is a chash of the courthouse. Inunami chad amumsa shadulis. Rashi has two gersoyas how to learn this. Rashi's first pshat is, is they too, if there's an yedechot, will only allow the yedechot to be mechaev shvua, not to be moitzi mom. And as a result, it's the same halach. I'm Ravashi. Ravashi said, when I was by Rafuno, so in one version of the Gemara, Rav Huna is the one who said this. And we asked Rav Huna the following question. Let's say you have an Adam Chashev, who the courthouses, even the Shiltoin, even the Beidavar, they're machshev as if he's two apume, Meaning, and as a result, they're going to be moitzni mamin apume. So should we say, therefore, that you cannot go testify? Or do we say that being that by definition this person's an Adam Chashev, if he doesn't go and testify, it could be it's going to end up being problems, right? And Chashev, a person avoids the malchus, it could be an issue, and take the Bnei Yeshiva warrant short. In other words, the Shiloh was, what happens if there's a Yid who's a chashavayid, and he knows that in the courthouses, they're going to be machshavim like two edim. Now, in Bedina Yisrael, there's no such thing that you have an eid echad who's so chashav that we're going to be machshavim like two edim. 
Now, there is the Rambam and the end of Hilchah Sanhedrin where the Rambam talks about that uh, a Yid can say Edus, and even if you don't have two Edim, but if the Dayan feels in a, in a very deep place that what this person is telling is the truth, so it could be over there, he would trust them. But then Pashtus is that even Moshe and Aharon that come together and say Edus, being that they're Kroivim, they're not going to be Namonim. But in the Beit Davar, in the Shultan, they would trust sometimes an Eid Echad that was Chashu like two people. The question is, is he also an Eid Echad that's not allowed to say Edus? Why not? That's this Halacha. Because they're going to be Moitzi Mom and Alpia is Echot. What would be the Tzad Nat? So the Tzad Nat is more of a, a Svarit study. That means that he's an Adam Chashem and it's like Matzi Mishnamitlu. So it could be the appropriate thing to do is, you know what, just go volunteer it. That's the right thing. The Gemara says, take Omer Avashi. Avashi said, Hi, by Yisrael, the Zamali, our Levi Kechavim, a Yisrael that sells a piece of property to an Ovid Kechavim, a Mitzra de Bar Yisrael Chavrek. So this is a Yid that owns a property and he has a neighbor that's also a Yid. Okay. He took his property, his land, and he sold it to an Ovid Kechavim. Said Ravashi Mishamtinele, we put him in Khair. My time. It says, Is it because he violated Dina de Barmetsra? Right? He had no right to go sell it to an Ivy Kechavim. There's something called Dina de Barmetsra. You should have sold it to your neighbor. Give him for his dibs. But the Gemara says, We learned Zavan Me Akum. If somebody buys something from an Akum, or Vizavan Le Akum, he sells something to an Akum, which is what we need. The Allah says, If he sells something to an Akum, there's no Dina de Barmetsra. El Gemara says, The reason you put him in Khair has nothing to do with Dina de Barmetsra, but rather it's because this. This person can say, Arvisli Arya Mitzroy. You literally put a lion next door to me, meaning it's dangerous for this yid now to be living in this matziv. And as a result, we put this person in Khairim, add the Kabul Unless this person makes a Kabul, what's the Kabul gonna be? That any oinus, any hefset you're gonna have because of the fact that this person is your neighbor, I'm willing to eat it. This is something that I'm willing to take responsibility for in that instance. Once he says that, even if he's only Mechabalah, that would be enough for us to remove the Shamta, to remove the Cherem. Either way, moving along. We have a lot to get through. So the previous Mishnah talked about these infamous Muchsin and Gabon. What were the Muchsin and the Gabon? They're both tax collectors. Each one had his Knech, but Hatzad HaShobah Shavan is that they were tax collectors. And the Mishnah made an Akimta that we're talking about muhsin and Gabayim that weren't Erlich. Meaning just because someone's a tax collector, that by definition doesn't mean that if he takes money from you, he's a gazlan. That's why we had the whole sugin. Yesterday's daf and today's daf. But we said already, our Mishnayas are talking about muhsin and Gabayim that didn't behave properly. Either Mokhshin like Kitzvah, they just have the right to take indiscriminate and that's already even in Shmuel's world of Dina, the Machus Dina, pushing the envelope a little bit, or it's a Muchas Oymed Me'ela, maybe it's a Muchas Knani, so there were different Akimtas that we saw in yesterday's that. But again, not Muchas What happens if the Muchas, the tax collector, comes and he takes your Chamar? He takes your donkey. Then he replaced it with another chamar. Or not listim as ksusoy. Or if listim come and they take your ksus. So you want to know what Chazal thought of muchsen. They put muchsen and listim together in the same breath. Listim awad, robbers, right? These are pashit ganovim. Gaslonim, as we'll say. Either way, so if listim come and they take your ksus, and they replace it with another shirt, you're allowed to keep the chamar or the ksus that you got from the muchis and from the listim. Why? If they're muchsin, they're becheskas kaslonim. If they're listim, that is their nine to five. That's not just becheskas. He he, right? So if that's the case, why then are you allowed to take something from them? We should assume that whatever you're taking is really stolen. The reason is, because we assume that the bailam will for sure and being that the bailam will so whatever you're taking now, you're already kind of with yish or 
maybe Yish Vishina Rishos, but the bottom line is it's because of Yish that this is something that you're allowed to take. So the Mishnah Hamatzim and Anar, if somebody saves somebody that belongs to somebody else from Anar, meaning this thing was being swept away by Anar, and you went ahead and you saved it. I mean, Agayas, or there were troops that came and they were taking somebody's thing and you saved it from the troops. I mean, Alistin, or you saved something that belongs to somebody else from the Listin. If the Bailam were Miyayish, Harei Elu Shaloi, the Halacha is, you're allowed to keep it. The same is true if you see somebody's bees, a whole swarm of bees, if you know that the owner was then the is that you're allowed to keep it. Now the truth is, these few lines, which the Gemara is going to talk about, feel like they belong more in Elamitzias. But the bottom line is, this is the halacha. If someone's matzel something from a nahar, from a gaius, from listim, if someone's matzel in the chil shal in all these cases, what's the halacha? In this yashua bailim, harei elu shaloi, in that case, you're not going to be able to keep it. A woman or a cotton who are ordinarily possible edus, their belief to say mikan Meaning, if there's a swarm of bees, now we're trying to figure out whose bees are they. So, right? How you supposed to know if someone comes forward and says, "I saw the nechil shodvayim. I was following their whole journey. They started here. They went there." That person's going to be believed. Rabbi Yechman Breker said a chiddush, even an isha, even a cotton, that ordinarily are not neman, they're going to be believed. Why? We'll see in the Gemara. Another Allah. A person's allowed to go into his friend's field to save his swarm of bees. So if you have bees and they went into your neighbor's field, you're allowed to go into that field to save your bees from hizik. But if you're mazik when you're in your friend's field, you have to make the person whole. What happens if you have a bunch of bees and they just perch themselves on your friend's tree. So they're on a branch. Now, you want to get the bees. The best way for you to get is just to cut the branch off and take the bees. Now, if you do that, you're being mafsnid, the owner of the tree. But no worries. You make up that you're going to make this person whole. The halacha is that if you want to do that, you cannot do that. Meaning, you're now that I cut the branch. Even if your intention is to make the person know. This is really something that you're allowed to do. So the Mishnah began. Muxin came, they took your chamar, but they were kind enough to replace it, albeit with someone else's chamar. List them, took your ksus. And they replaced it with somebody else's. So what's the law? You're allowed to keep it. And the reason is, because we assume the Bailam were Miyash. We learned in Abraiz, so not that way. If the Muchis or the Listen comes and gives you a Chamar, gives you a Ksus, you're not allowed to keep it. You have to give it to the Bailam Arishayim. Why? Because Obviously, because Yish is not And being that you received the Pe'iser, so therefore it's not going to be okay. Right? What are those words? Because Yish, we know it's Kaino when it comes to Elam. What's the difference then? Why is it such an Asik in Perik Maruba? And I go to Leitzim, I go to Michael, whether Yish is kind or not. Because of Bisur Asaliyadeh. But either way, the time that the Bryce holds Yish Kedil Oikani. Incidentally, the Rishonim speak out. It's not just Yish Kedil Oikani. This is already Yish Vashin Rishos. So, number one, Yish Kedil is Oikani, Ayin Rashi, and even Yish Vashin Rishos is not kind. That's already a Chiddush. Ikadami, some say, in Bola Hachser, Yachsel, Bailam Rishonim, that this Bryce said that if you want to return it to the Bailam Rishonim, you could. My time, what's the reason? I mean, 
meaning. It sounds like you don't have to, but if you want to, it's a nice thing to do. Because Yish Kadik, and he really Yish is kind of mew. Amar Yefshi, Lev A person says, you know, I know Yish is kind of, but. I don't want to have somebody else's money. You're not a chassid shaita, right? It's a nice midas chassidus. It's definitely something to do. But the point is, the Mishnah said that if somebody takes chamar from the muches, he takes a chassus from the listim, hare elushaloi. The Gemara brought a b'raisa, the first version of the b'raisa that says, no, machsal abaylam hari shaynim. What is the nekudas hamachloikis? Whether yish is koina or whether yish is not koina. Hare elushaloi mipnei shehabaylam. So just as a background to the next Gemara that we're about to learn. The Mishnah said, first case of the Mishnah, not to listen as exclusive, And the Gemara just explained, Yish is coin. Next part of the Mishnah, It sounds like that we... Yish is kinda, but at the same time, you would have to know for a fact that the Bailam were Miyayish. In other words, in the Reish of the Mishnah, you see Yish is kinda, but you also see that Minastam, we assume that the person was Miyayish. In the next part of the Mishnah, you see that Yish is kinda, but not Minastam. It's only if you know for a fact that the Bailam were Miyayish. It's a subtlety, but it's a very, very big difference. Not to muxen chamayra, even also chamayra, not to listen as exclusive, not to exclusive acheres. Harei shaloi, why? Because we assume that pnei shabayim l'masiyashem mehem. Meaning, min astam, we assume there's a yish. Hamatzim and anoim and agayisam and alistim in this Yashua Bailin, if you know for a fact, you make an right? If you know it for a fact that that's what happened, oh, then that loch is that yish is going to be kind. It sounds a little bit from the first part of the mission, you assume. For sure, the person was Miyayish. In the next part of the Mishnah, not. Okay, so you'll tell me it's two different stories. But it's not two different stories. Because the ratio of the Mishnah and the second part of the Mishnah both mention Listen. Not to list them as Meaning, when the list them takes something from somebody, the person automatically is miyayish. Next case, It sounds like when listen takes something from somebody, the person is not automatically miyayish. So really, there's a stira mineyubei in the Mishnah. Rashi in the Mishnah already asked this kasha, Ayin Sham, and Rashi said it's going to be mavur in the Gemara what the Eitzah is. The Gemara Rashi is referring to is not a Mephurish Gemara, but it's, it's the Gemara that we're about to learn right now. So, Ravashi. Ravashi said, regarding the first part of the Mishnah that says if somebody takes a Chamar from the Muchis, he takes a Ksus from the Listim, that's only true only by Listim, it's only true for Listim, there you assume for sure the person was Meyayish, meaning if a comes and takes you a thing, men astam. You're miyayish. I've a list of Yisrael. Why? But list of Yisrael. Not Sava, because the person thinks, tomorrow I'm going to be able to take him to court. And like this, I'll be able to get this thing back. Now, this Rabbi Ashton made an akim to the Mishnah. He said, the only time we assume by list them in Aslam that the person's miyayish is list them over the Kechavim. By list them Yisrael, we don't assume for sure the person was miyayish. Ravashi would answer the steer in the Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah is talking about listim oivdei kechavim, minastam is miyayish. The next part of the Mishnah is talking about listim Yisrael, minastam lavdafki is miyayish. But the Gemara asks a question. Ask for Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef said, Adarab, Ibrahim is tabro. I think it should be just the opposite. Why? Akum, the daini begiti. Akum, where the way they paskin is 
Begiti, meaning they use strength, loy miyayish. The person is not miyayish. Yisrael, however, when it comes to Dini Yisrael, keeping the Amri Meimar, all they do is they say, meaning they make recommendations. They tell you there's a shach, there's a smad, there's a ksois, there's an asivis, it's a machloikis, you know, machmetovoy olav brocha. This is the way they paskin. Right? They don't demonstrate it. They just say it. So therefore, miyayish, I think uh, a person would be miyayish. So Rabbi Yosef heard this, Nakuda, and he said, I think it should be just the opposite. I think that it's more mistaber that people would be miyayish when it comes to listing Yisrael because he knows that ultimately this din is going to be presided by by Dayone Yisrael as opposed to by Akim, it should be just the Itmar. So said Rabbi Yosef that you have to say that this Ikimt is really in the Seifa. The Mishnah said if someone's Matzal from Akim or from Listim in this Yashua Bailim, what's the halacha? Then Hareo Shaloid, now it's Mashma, the Imnis Yashua Bailim in. But Stamaloid, on that he said, that's only true by Akum, Mishum, the Daini Begiti, because they pass Kibigiti. I will listen to Yisrael, keep it Amri Meim and Miyayish, being that they only recommend it, therefore the person is actually more likely to be Miyayish. The bottom line is that the Herods to the steer in the Mishnah, whether we assume in Astam when Listim takes something, the Bailim is Miyayish or not, is one is talking about Dine Yisrael or Listim Yisrael, and the other one's talking about where it was Listim over the Kechav. Which one is which? These are the two Bishonis and the Gemara. And the Gemara really has two ways of looking at it. You can make the argument that by Listim Akum, you're more likely to be Miyayish because you have less faith maybe in the legal system if it's by a Yid. So there, you know, you'll be able to take the person to the entire, you'll be Masmin, if he doesn't come, he'll be in Cheir, he'll get a Psicha, 90 days, it's all Indian. So therefore, you're a little bit more confident that maybe you'll be able to pull it off. And this is far to say just the opposite. The Dayani Yisrael, at the end of the day, they'll tell you, they'll recommend it, this is what you're supposed to do. If you're going to take a person to Dine Yerbekechavim, so there you're actually less likely to be Miyayish. We learned in a Mishnah over there. So where's there? It's in the 26th parak of Mesech Deskelem. But if it sounds familiar, even if you maybe didn't learn the 26th parak of Mesech Deskelem, we had this Le'il and Dafsam Echvav Amebez. This is something that came up already in Parak Merubah. So we really discussed this very much in detail. A Balabayas that has skins. He has Oyrois. He has this leather, as soon as he has a machshava, that he wants the ur to be a finished product, it's considered a finished product, and now it's going to be mukshav l'kabal So the background to this halacha is that kelim on l'kabal when the keli is nigma. So sometimes it's very objective. You know when the keli is nigma, when it's not nigma. Sometimes it depends on the machshava of the person that's making the keli. So if he's done in terms of his processing, okay, so now it's nigma, now it's royal l'kabal If not, not. So the Mishnah says that oiris that belong to a balabayas, as soon as he has a machshava to say, I like it the way it is, I'm going to use it for some commercial purpose, whatever that is. At that point, Point, it's now Mukhshav Kabatuma. Shall Avdon, but let's say you're a professional, so you're not a balabas who's just doing something for yourself, but you're gonna sell it. Just having a machshava in you know one of the earlier stages of the processing doesn't make it a keli. And the reason is because the Avdon's machshava is not really machshava, because he's not gonna use it, he's gonna sell it. So really we care about the end user, what his machshava is gonna be. The Avdon's not the end user, so therefore. The halacha is that his machshava doesn't have the ability to be metama. But we don't need that part of the Mishnah. We very much need the next part of the Mishnah. Shal Gazan. Let's say somebody's a Gazan. A machshava metamasa. If he steals oiros, and now he goes and he starts 
processing them, his machshava does not have the ability to be metamah. Vishal ganav, but let's say someone's a ganav, machshava metamos, and his machshava does have the ability to be metamah. Shimon noim rechiluf advar. Shimon said just the opposite. Shal gazlin, if you're a gaz, machshava metamos, and the machshava is metamah. Shal ganav, a machshava metamos, if it's a ganav, machshava is not metamah, and the reason is, because by a ganav we assume the bailin were miyayish, but by a gazlin we assume the bailin were miyayish. So what's the Mishnah say? Number one, there's a difference between a Ganev and a Gazel. We know that we're almost finished Baba Kama. What's the difference? They both steal. That's the Tzad HaShoba Shebohen. But a Gazlin steals in a very open way. He looks you between the eyes and he takes whatever he wants to take from you. That's the dogma that's always brought to describe the Gazlin. A Ganev is somebody that acts covertly looks both ways, nobody's looking, he devises a whole strategy of how he's going to go about it, and he's not going to get caught. In halacha, the ganav is traditionally more chamer than the guy, he pays carefully, pays the meruba. that's the difference between a ganav and a gasa. In this Mishnah, talked away in the Sechtes Kalim, Rabbi Shimon and the Chachamim argued how Yish correlates to the ganav and the Gazel. And the Machloikis that they had were literally Svaras Afuchas. The Chachamim in the Mishnah were of the opinion that a person who is a Nignav, meaning if somebody goes and is a Ganav and takes something from somebody else, we assume that the person was probably Miyayish. By a Gazlin, you're not Miyayish. Rav Shimon said just the opposite. Rav Shimon said, Minastam, we assume that when somebody has something stolen from him, and the person was a goslin, then you're miyayish. A ganiv, you're not going to be miyayish. Now you can hear the svaras, lakan or lakan. Right? One svara is that a person is more likely to be miyayish with a ganiv because he doesn't know who stole it from him. The goslin, he saw the guy, so I'm going to go after you. Then again, the goslin, if he was comfortable enough and confident enough to come and literally rip something away from you, so I'm not so sure I want to go after this guy. Maybe just take the loss and we'll try better next time, right? So there is such a thought process. And this was a machloikis between the Taner of Shemin. And with the Chachamim. Do we assume that in Astam you're Miyayish by a Ganev or do you assume by a Gazlin? According to the Chachamim, by a Ganev you're Miyayish. According to Reb Shimon, by a Gazlin you're Miyayish. In this Mishnah, in the Sechta Scalum, the Nafkamina is for Gazlin or a Ganev. Steal, Oyrois, and now the Ma'abed, the Oyrois. They have a Machshava. This is the way I want it to be. Is there Machshava, Machshava or not? You have to be the Bailam in order for the Machshava to be a Machshava. So says the Chachamim, if you're a Ganev, Machshava Metamosan. If you're a Gazlin, Machshava Metamosan. Rav Shimon, I'm a Chilufadvar. He says just the opposite. Shall Gaza Machshava Metamosan because Yish is Koina, or we assume that you are Miyayish by a, a Gazlin, a being that we assume that you are Miyayish, therefore it's Yours, and therefore the machshav is giving metamah by a ganef a machshav metamah. Zok to Gemara. Amar Ulo Ulo said machloikis. This machloikis between Reb Shimon and the Chachamim is bestam. That's if we don't know if the person was miyayish or not miyayish. So mina stam gazlin ganef. That's the machloikis. If you hear a guy say I'm miyayish, doesn't matter if the person that took it was a ganef or gazlin. Doesn't matter if you're going in the sheet of Reb Shimon the sheet of Chachamim. If you know for a fact that the person was Miyayish, Dibri Akol Yishkani. Rabba Mirabba said, Biodu and Nami Machloikis. No, the Machloikis between Rabbi Shimon and the Chachamim is, even if you know for a fact that the person was Miyayish. Now, what would be the Svara? What would be the Svara? If the person says he's Miyayish, he's Miyayish. The reason is because we don't trust you. Because at the end of the day, deep in your heart, right? Yish is a. Something that happens in your kishkes. And we believe that you really weren't miyayish. You said you're miyayish, but you weren't really miyayish. And we have faith that you weren't miyayish. And therefore, we assume that despite the fact that you said it, still the yush is not going to be yush. So again, what's the machloikis? Ula said, machloikis is bestam, avabidu, divayakal yush. 
Kani Rabbah said even be Yodu and Nami Machlech. So I buy the Rabbah. I told Rabbah, don't argue with Ula. I'll bring you a Raya like Ula. That what? That Machlech says Bistam. I will be Yodu. Everybody holds. He is just going to Tami Masis Kavase because there's a Mishnah like him. You know which Mishnah? That Mishnah. Mineu Bei Kalim Perik Chavot Lefisha Loynes Yashu Habayim. Right? What did Reb Shimon say? Reb Shimon said Chiluf Advarim. That by a gazlin, machshavim matan mason. Shall God have been machshavim matan mason? The fish alone is the yashu abayim because the bialim were miyayish. What does it sound like? Because they physically were miyayish. Time with loin is the yashu abayim. Abayim is the yashu abayim. Reil shalai. But if they would physically be miyayish, it would be a yish. Amalei. So Rabbi said, no, Anan. He said, Abaya, Mantaira Talmud. We had a whole different Nusach in this Mishnah. Our Nusach was that Rabbi Shimon said, Lefisha ain Yish, Labayim Masinullah. That's why we had the Mishnah. Not Lefisha Loy Nisiyash, Labayim pumped. But Yish doesn't work in this case. Oh, Yish doesn't work in this case. I don't know, but he's saying what I'm saying. He's not saying what. Bottom line, this is Machlik. It's like the Martanan. We learned in a Mishnah. And where's this Mishnah? This is already our Mishnah. Not the Muchsen Chamoiroi. If Muchsen takes somebody's Chamor, and they replace it with a chamar that they took from somebody else. Or if the listim come and they take someone's ksos and they replace it with a ksos that they took from somebody else. So what's the halach? You're allowed to keep it. And the reason is, because we assume that the bailam were miyayish. So the Gemara says like this, who is the tan of our Mishnah? Meaning, our Mishnah says that minastam, the muchis and the listim are both people that if they take your item, we assume you are miyayish. Now, a muchis is a ganav or a gazlan. A muchis is a gazlan, right? It just takes it from you. A listim is a ganav, right? A listim doesn't just brazenly take something from you. He figures out an etzah to try to go ahead and get it from you. So essentially, what did the Mishnah just say? The Mishnah said, side the gazlan and side the ganav, if they take something from you, we assume that you are miyayish. The Gemara says, Mani, who is the Tan of the Mishnah? If it's going according to the Rabbanon, Kasha Gazlan. How do you understand the Gazlan? And Irab Shimon, if it's going according to Rab Shimon, Kasha Ganev. How do you understand the Ganev? Meaning, the Mishnah, it sounds like, side the Ganev and side the Gazlan, we assume this year. So the Gemara says, Bishlam ula, the Amar Biyadua Kani. Bishlam according to Ula, that's it. Biyadua Kani. That is no Machlik Sub Shimon the Chacham, if you know for a fact that they were miyayish, Hachanami Biyadua, but the Biyakal. See, you're making a Kimta, although it's a little bit uncomfortable, but you're going to make an Akimta in the Mishnah that it's talking about where you know for sure he was Miyayish. I hear it's an Akimta. When we read the Mishnah, we didn't read it that way. The whole first Gemara didn't sound that way. But we're going to assume it's talking about Biodua. You know for sure that the guy was Miyayish. And therefore, it can work according to everybody. Because if you know he was Miyayish, it doesn't matter if you're a Ghana or a Ghana. Who's the town of the Mishnah? It's not going to Rabbanon. It's not going to Rabbanon. Because Sai Rabban and Sai Rab Shimon hold that either Ganav or Gazlin, even if we know for sure you are Miyayish, the Yish is going to be a Yish. And here you have a mission that says Sai Ganav and Sai Gazlin. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you, the mission is going according to Rab Shimon. When the mission says Listim, it means Belistim Mizuyin. It's referring to Listim Mizuyin. Listim Mizuyin, if you remember in Perakakoinis, it's a big machloikis, whether he has a din of a Ganav or a din of a Gazlin. We're going to go according to the Mandama that holds the Listim Mizuyin. Is not a Ghana, but rather he's a Goslin. And being that the Listim is Zuyan is a Goslin, so the whole Mishnah, Sai the Muchis, and Sai the Listim are Goslin of Rab Shimini, and it's going according to Rab Shimini. So it's the same thing. There's no difference between the Muchis and the Listim. So why do you have to repeat it twice? The Tana of the Mishnah wanted to tell me two different cases of Goslin. And it's not just two cases, right? You could come up with a lot of cases of Goslin. The two cases are 
a regular goslin, and then a list of mezuyan who's a goslin. Right, just to chazer for a minute. List of mezuyan, there's a machoikis whether he's a ganav or a goslin. What are the two tzadim? The reason you would treat him as a ganav is because most ganavim, or most listim, they steal when nobody's looking. But the list of Mazuyan is unique in that he doesn't want any of the neighbors to see, right? He doesn't want anyone to know that he's a listener. But once he meets his prey, once he meets the person that is coming after, his victim at that point looks him square, right? He has no problem taking it from him. So Mitzat Echad, he has certain trunas anefesh of a ganav. Mitzat Shein, he has trunas anefesh of a gazan. Hence the big machlik is in Chas, whether Listam Mezuyan is a ganav, like Listam usually are, or maybe he's a gazan. But even if he's a gazan, it's an Andrim Min gazan, and the time of the Mishnah wanted to tell us, Shrei Gavni gazan. Toshma, I bring you another Arayo, a ganav. Veha gazlon, veha anos, hektesh on hektesh, vichumos on trumo, umasroisa, meisers. What we need is the ganav and the gazlon. If they're maktish something, hektesh. If they give trumo, it's trumo. Who's the tanah dash? E, rabbonon. He's going to rabbonon, kasha gazlon. Gazlon's hektesh is hektesh. That would certainly imply that he was miyayish. The Rabbanon hold that Stam Gzeli and Amiyash and Irab Shimin Kashagat. So Bishlan, we'll be talking to Uladama Biyudua Kanhi. That if we know for a fact that the person was Miyash, everybody holds Saigan of Saigazlan this Yish, Nu Hachanami Biyudua Vidriya Kali. I'll tell you, it's talking about Biyudua and everybody is in agreement. El Rabbanon Biyudua and Amiyachis, but going to Rabbanon that holds that this Machoik is even Biyudua, Hamani, who is the Tano of this Halacha, Loy Rabbanon, Voloy Rab Shimin. It can't be the Rabbanon, it can't be Rab Shimin. There's nobody that we know that holds that Saigan of Saigazlan is going to be Yish. So the Gemara says, Hachanami, but this Braisa that says Haganav Hagazlin, when it says Ganav, it's referring to Lista Mezuyim. This is a little bit tricky, and it's going Ali with the Reb Shem. If it's going Ali with the Reb Shem, we'll explain this in a second. Yehaki Hainu Gazlin. So the Ganav is really the Gazlin. So why do you have to tell me Gazlin twice? The Gemara says Trey Gavni Gazlin. We wanted to tell you two different types of Gazlin, like the Gemara said earlier. So here, this akimta is a little more gishmak. Haganov hagaslin. The gaslin is a regular gaslin. Who's the ganav? The ganav is really a gaslin. Ganav is a gaslin. Right now, it's getting even more confusing. Yeah, he's a listim who's usually a ganav. He happens to be a listim mizuyan that's treated in halacha like a gaslin. But you see how vital listim, even a listim mizuyan, is a ganav on some level because we're referring to him as the ganav. As the Ganev, not the Gazlan, as the Ganev. Grad and Shulchanarach, he has a bit of a Gazlan. Where's the Negea? Tain, Tain, the Slistim, Mizuyan, Kefal, Daobay, all these different halachas. But the point is, is that when it says Haganev, Agazlan, really it means Agazlan, Vagazlan. Because they're going coin to Reb Shimon, and only coin to Reb Shimon is there a Musig of Yish, even if the guy is for sure Miyash. It's only by Agazlan. Why would it say Haganev? Because we mean a Listim, and a Listim is Bechefzusoy, a Shtik Ganev, and therefore, even though this. List and has a din of a gazan, still we're going to cheer. The same thing, there's another right. So there's another right so to answer this, Bryce, and that is Hamas Nisa Rebbe. This Bryce is going coin to Rebbe. Who's Rebbe? Tanya we learned to the Bryce. Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe said, Ganiv Kigazan. So Rebbe says, You want to know my shita as it relates to Yish with a Ganiv and a Gazan? I hold a Ganiv as like a Gazan. Now, okay, that doesn't really help us. Ganiv like a Gazan, meaning like Rav Shimon's Gazan. Stam Gazan is Yish, Ganiv also. Like the Rabbanon's Gazlan, where there's no Yish and Ganav is not like Gazlan. The Kaimalon's Okta Gemara, Kigazlan Reb Shim. And we have a Messiah, as the Gemara is going to say in one minute, that what Rebbe meant was, he meant Reb Shimin's Gazlan. In other words, Ganav and Gazlan both have Yish, and if Sai Ganav and Sai Gazlan both have Yish, so this Beraisa will be talking about Noah Kimtes, Ganav, Gazlan. It's true, you want to know who the Tana is, not the Rabbanon. 
It's not Reb Shimon, it's the third shita, it's the shita of Rabbi. Incidentally, that's partial. Once we're Meyashiv, this Braisa, that it's talking about the outside, the previous Braisa, meaning our Mishnah, could also be talking about Shita's Rabbi. You don't have to say that we're talking about list of Mizuim, betray Gavni, Gazan, Gufa. So we just mentioned Rabbi Zalacha, the Gemara is going to talk about it a little bit. Rabbi, I mean, Rabbi said, Oimirani. This is from the Signun of Rabbi, right? Rabbi sometimes used to say this. Oimirani, Ichzur. Ganav, Kegazlin. A Ganav is like a Gazlin. Ibla, Yiluhus, Nibne, Yishida, Hershai, look, Gazlin, the Rabbanon, come over, Ikon, it didn't mean that a Ganav is like a Gazlin, the Rabbanon, mean the Rabbanon, who in the 26th paragraph of Sakta Scalum hold that there's no Yish by Ganav. So, there's no Yish by a Gazlin. Ganav is like a Gazlin that there's no Yish according to Rabbi Sai by a Ganav, Sai by a Gazlin. Or you don't look at Gazlin, the Rab Shimon come, Arvikani, or no, maybe he holds like Rab Shimon that. We assume Yish by a Gazlin, and a Ganav is like a Gazlin that is going to be Yish by a Ganav as well. Toshma. Not to Muchsachamir Vichulu. Our Mishnah. Man, who's the town of our Mishnah? So we already went through this, and I'm an Aleph. The Gemara is going to go through it again with a slightly different connection. So again, what did you see in the Mishnah? You saw in the Mishnah that Saidam Muchis inside the Listen. The Muchis is a Gazlin. The Listen we assume is a Ganav. In both cases, we assume that the person is Miyash. Who is the time? Irabon, it is it the Rabban Akasha Gazlin. How do you reconcile Gazlin? Irab Shimon, if it's Rab Shimon, Kasha Ganav. Now, Iamrit Bishlam, the Gemara says, Bishlam, if you'll tell me, Rebbe, it, Kigazin, Rab Shimon, Kama, Vikani, where Rab Shimon, that when Rebbe said that a Ganav was like a Gazlin, what did he mean? He meant like Rab Shimon's, meaning he holds that this year's side by Ganav, side by Gazlin. So, Hamani, Rebbe, I'll tell you who's the time of the Mishnah. It's Rebbe. And Mishum Hachi Kani. That's where it's kind of side by the Ganav, side by the Gazlin, because that's Rabbi Shito. Ganav, Kigazlin, that it's always kind of. Eli, Amrit, Kigazlin, Rabban, Kama, Veloikani. But if you're going to tell me that Rebbe Shito is that a Ganav is like a Gazlin, that it's never kind of Hamani, Loi Rebbe, Veloi Rab Shimon, Veloi Rabbanon, Gishmak. It doesn't work out with anybody. So the Gemara says what it said already on Amad Aleph. The Mishnah is going, but listim is in. When it says listim, it doesn't mean a regular listim. It means a listim is in. Who's really a Gazlin? If that's the case, so it's repetitive. He's a Gazlin. Why do you need two cases of Gazlin? Trey Gavni Gazlin. No, we wanted to tell you side by a regular Gazlin and side by a listim is who's only a Gazlin. Tashma. Who's the time of this bride? So, is it the Rabbonon? Kashnil Gazlin. It's going to be schwer. The fact that it says that a Gazlin who's Makdish or Gazlin that's Mafra Shuma, it works. And if it's Rabb Shimon, it's Kashnil Again, the same exact question the Gemara asked on Amadal. If you're going to tell me the one Rebbe said that Ganev is Gazlin, he met Rabb Shimon, then it's very good, the Brysa. Meaning the Brysa that's Mavur, side Ganev and side Gazlin, Yish is Koina, is going according to Rebbe, who holds Ganev is Gazlin, Gazlin did Rabb Shimon, and therefore it. He's a Tana that holds that Sai Ganav and Sai Gazlin is Yish. Eli Yamir Ganav Kigazlin Drabanon. But if you're going to tell me that Rebbe Shit is that Ganav's Gazlin Drabanon, meaning, and it's not Koina at all, Hamani. Who is it going according to? So the Gemara says the same Tarot. But Listem Mezuyin, it's referring to Listem Mezuyin for Rab Shiminhi, and it's going to lead to Rab Shiminhi. So the Ganav is really a Gazlin. So really what the price is saying is Gazlin the Gazlin. So why do you have to tell it to me twice? Trey Gavni Gazlin. We wanted to have two cases of a Gazlin. I'm going to Ashi the Rabba. Rab Ashi told Rabba Toshma, I'll bring you a to what Rebbe meant. Again, what was the, what's the avoid of this Gemara? Rebbe said, Oymer Ani, Ganev Kigazlan. And the Bnei Shiva weren't sure. Kigazlan the Rabbonon Kamar, Veloikani, Oydum Kigazlan the Rab Shimon Kamar, Vikani. We try to bring a raya from our Mishnah, we try to bring a raya from the Braisa, with the Ganev and the Gazlan. 
that made something hectic or was mafrish truma, and so far we're over two. Zokta Gemara, Reb Ashi told the Rabbi, "I'll bring you a raya." The Masni Rebbe the Reb Shimon Berei, and we know this. We have this now for the third time. Rebbe told his son Reb Shimon, "Lo yidavu sheish be'achrayis match." When the Mishnah says Hagoyzel v'niach. If it's a Dovash Eish Be'achrai, it's Dalach is Chayv Lahachser. It doesn't mean that he left over literally a Dovash Eish Be'achrai as in Karke. Even if he left over a Pada and it's a Pada that's used for Akadim. Or Chamar or Mechamar Acharav. It's a Chamar and it's used for what people use a Chamar for. Chayov and Lahachser. The children are going to have an obligation to return it. Because of the covet of their father. Said Ravashi Terab, a time of Bipnei Kovet Avim. It sounds like the only reason they have an obligation to return it is for Kovet Chishboinus. But were it not for any cheshbonus related to COVID, they wouldn't have to. Shmami, no, you see from here, Rebbe Kigazlin de Rab Shimon, Shmami, no, it must be when Rebbe said that Ganem is Kigazlin, he meant Kigazlin de Rab Shimon, because you see Mephurish, this is Rebbe talking, and he's teaching his son Rab Shimon, the halacha, that what? That Yish is Kaina. It's Kaina somewhere. So if it's Kaina somewhere, Balkarchach. It's kind of everywhere because we know Rebbe Shit is Ganavis Kagazlan. He doesn't make a distinction between the Ganav and the Gazlan. So either he holds Yish is never kinda or he holds Yish is always kinda. You see Mafurish, Agoizel, Viniach, Yish is kinda, Balkarchach he holds of Reb Shimon as it relates to Gzela. And if that's the case, Ganav Kagazlan is Reb Shimon's Ganav Kagazlan. And we are going to stop here. So just one Ha'ara. As it relates to the beginning of today's daf, but really more to yesterday's daf. And this is, as a haktama, a dover ha'oymed berumah shal oilam, v'day l'chakim ha'biramiza. So, the topic of yesterday's daf was very much the halachos of Gezel Akram. And as Mavur in the Gemara, a big chedesh, that although Gezel Akram is asr, the Gemara brought two makayres, so it sounds like it's an isadei raisa, but at the same time, there are certain leniencies, there are certain coolers when it comes to Gezel Akram. Number one, Avedas Akram is mutter. Number two, Tos Akram is mutter. Number three, Hafkas Halvasoi maybe is mutter. So that although there's a parsha of Gezel Akram, but at the same time, it's not on the same level as it relates to Gezel Yisrael. There's some cipher in a tshuva, and this is printed in Koivet's tshuvois, Tshuvet Tzadik. The tshuva was written to the Burch Tab. Shver of the Devrechayim, one of the great, great Ga'oinim that lived in the times of the Chassam Seifer. And in the middle of this Chufa, the Chassam Seifer very cryptically says the follows: the following. Mm-hmm. So the Chassam Seifer writes to the Burukhtam, and he says that look in the Sefer Asifa Skenim, which brings a Psak from the Meiri. That psak mitzvah There's no way the Meiri said what it says in that sefer that the Meiri said. And that's consistent with the opinion of those that say Russia to a Russia tzadik bemunasa yichya va'ayim ba'kdomas ben yichya. Adkan l'shoni azov shalach sam sefer. So I just want to be makdim. I want to give a yashkoyach to Moshe Shlomiak who helped me decipher the words of the sam sefer. And really, what's going on over here is, for the second time, So just a little bit of an introduction, and that is, it's your dua that hundreds of years ago, when Svarim were printed, very often 
the author of the Sefer, he would write Ksav uh, Hisnatzlos, or he would preface the Sefer by saying that any time you see any mention in my Sefer of an Eni Yehudi, of a Kuti, of a Goy, of an Akum, you should know that I'm not referring to the Akum Shebizmaneinu, but rather I'm referring to the Akum from the Deiris HaKadmoinim, referring to the pagans, these people, and it's them that any reference of Akum means. But it certainly is not a reference to any Akum that live amongst us. Now why was this something that was so popular to be put as a Hakdama to many Svarim? It's related to a lot of the Tzaras that the Yidin had from different passages that are written in the Gemara. We know about the burning of the Talmud in the times of Rechimli Paris and the Marama Rutenberg related to Toysvus and Bavakama Dafayin Zayin, certainly Me'inyin Le'inyin Ba'isa Inyin. And that's something that happened because of different things that were written in the Gemara and things that made the Neutrim very, very uncomfortable about the way the Yidin perceived them. And it was a very, very, very big thorn in the side of the Yidin. And it was Mamash Shaila Pekuach Nefesh to print the Sefer. It's not Pasha. And there was a lot of censoring that went on as a result. And this was a, a very clear disclaimer that the G'daylam used to write in the Akdama to their Sefer. And like this, you're going to know that any time you see something like this, you have nothing to worry about. Just to share one anecdote that brings out this point. Forgive me. Akum is Rosh Hashanah. There was a time where the Yidin was suffering because Neitzu were making the argument that wherever it says Akum in the Gemara, what it means is and every derogatory Gemara that you'll ever find about Akum, that's what it's referring to. And the Yidin had saras, libels, and, and pogroms, and it all became because of this. And this is the background to, to this whole Indian. This Hakdama, which again, you find in many, many Svarim, was something that was pervasive in the swarm that came out of Prague, in the Tzaitan from the Neu Yehuda, Uberoishon from the Neu Yehuda himself. So the Neu Yehuda, if you look in the Hakdama to the Tzlach, so he has a Hisnatsus. I'm just going to read it a little bit. Amram Mechaba. Kman Neu ben Esparsin b'chol ha-mekoymis asher ha-yisi. It's very, very well known. It's Mefursin. Shani mazer u-meichiach b'roi v'adroshes asher ha-nidoyrish b'rabim. That most of the drushes that I get, most of my sermons, the night of Yehuda talking, I say, You have to be very, very careful in, to make sure that you respect the umais. We live in their lands. We have an obligation to daven for the Shloim HaMalchus and for the Sorim and for the Chayoloisim. And we have to daven for the Shloim HaMedina and for the Yoshev. How can we be Kafu Toiv? They do so many good things for us. They support us. They allow us to live here. And I always say, Not even sure why he said that. Now, 
And any person that says that he's making a mistake. Anytime you see a reference, it's referring to the Umay Sakad Moinim. Just one interesting thing that Yehuda mentioned that we have an obligation to daven. This is an original kuntras that was handed out into the Bati Midrashim in Prague. It was printed in the year 1805. So this is about 10 years or so after the Petira of the Night of Yehuda. But this is the Prague of Rabbi Loza Fleckless and of Rabbi Shmuel Landau, the next generation. And it says as follows, that before you say this tefillah, and I'm about to mention, you should say the following 20 prokum of tilim. This is not Tikkun HaKloli. This is 20 prokum, not 10 prokum. Zayin tes, yud ches, chof, chof, alof, chof, zayin, lamed gimel, mem, dal, mem, mem, zayin, samich zayin, ayin beitz, tzadik, alof, kuf, zayin, kuf, ches, kuf, yud ches, not kuf, yud ches, kuf, chof, hey, kuf, chof, ches, kuf, mem, dalit, and kuf, mem, zayin. So you're supposed to say this, those 20 kapitlach tilim, and then after you say the 20 kapitlach tilim, so it says that the Bezdin said that the Prague was Mayasid. This is something that you're supposed to say by every single tefillah. And I'll just read a few of the words. Ono of harachem in v'hachesen. Ho'inu b'chol eitzor yiseinu l'kol shav yiseinu. Gam hayoyim p'sach lonu shari rachamim. Shari rotsayim. V'kabel es tefillah seinu. it's fascinating. This is a tefillah that they say b'shem Malchus, and they say it after twenty mizmoyre till. This is what the Yehuda is referencing. When he says that not only do I preach and I say that Khalilah to confuse and make a mistake between all the Akram that you find in the Gemara and the Akram Shabbos Manenu, to the contrary, you're supposed to be Mespalo B'Shleim HaMelochim V'Asorim V'Chayol Oiseyim U'Lespalo Al-Shleim HaMedina V'Yashver. This is something that you're obligated to do. Now the truth is that anytime you see something like this, you have to ask yourself how sincere was it really, right? Because you don't know. At the end of the day, this is a world of censorship, and it's, it's a shver parsha. But this is something that was said in the Batim Midrashim in Prague. The Tshuva Me'ahava, Rabbi Loza Flakless, the Talmud Muvik of his great Rebbe, the Night of Yehuda, so he went with Darkoi of his Rebbe, and in his Hakdama to Tshuva Me'ahava, he didn't just write a Ksav Hisnatzlus, he wrote a whole Kuntras, he wrote a Chibur, it's called Ksusei Nayim, and in the Ksusei Nayim, 
it's made up of 11 bullet points, and the idea of the 11 bullet points is to make this nakuda. And he goes, literally, bederech, he starts off with the lesser Chiddush, and then he builds up to a bigger Chiddush, and a bigger Chiddush, and a bigger Chiddush. And he basically makes the same exact point that the Neid Behuda made, that when it says Akim in the Gemara, it does not mean the Akim Sheb is I'm just going to read bullet point Aleph. This is Aleph from 11, but the first one, you get a little bit of a feel for what's going on here. He starts off with a cash. He says that David HaMelech said in Tehillim, he said, Beis Yisrael Baruch Hashem, Beis Aharim Baruch Hashem, Beis Halevi Baruch Hashem, Yirei Hashem Baruch Hashem. Great, Rabbi Lazar Fleckless, in his Pirish, Ksosei Naim, in the Hadamah, the truth of me, I have He says, Beis Yisrael Baruch Hashem, are the Yisraelim. Beis Aharim Baruch Hashem, are the Kayhanim. Beis Halevi Baruch Hashem, are the Leviim. So who's the Yirei Hashem Baruch Hashem? Who did we leave out? Kaya Levi Yisrael. It's Kaya Yisrael. That's always what it is. Chazal's that even asked this Kasha. Right? Kaya Hanum Levi Yisrael. There's something called Kaya Levi Yisrael. So Yiri Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Who is the Yiri Hashem that we're referring to? Says, Rablaz Zaflaktis Umolim Mikra Amroi. The following. He says that we know the Rambam says that Adam Arishain was Nitztava for the six of the seven mitzvahs b'nei nach, right? The Rambam, Perek Tessel Chesmalachim, we've mentioned this Rambam so many times. When he goes through the history, the genesis of all the mitzvahs, so he says, Adam Arishan got six mitzvahs, Noyach got Eva Menachai, Avram was the Savala Milo, Maestris, right? Etc., etc. But the bottom line is, is that who got the first six mitzvahs it was given to Adam Arishan. Meaning, the Sheba Mitzvahs Pnei Noyach, even though we refer to them as mitzvahs that were given to the sons of Noyach, sounds like Shem, Chom, and Yofes, but really, the Sheba Mitzvahs Pnei Noyach, the Rambam said, was given to Adam Arishan. So he says like this, the Gemara says, Atem Kruyim Adam, Ve'in Umay Sa'olam Kruyim Adam. What does that mean? He says, it's Pashit. To be an Adam, you have to follow, you have to go in the image of Adam Arishan. Adam Arisha was Nitztava in the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Nayach. See, he says, a person that keeps Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Nayach, he's an Adam. The Umay Sa'ilam that don't keep the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Nayach, the ones that are over the Kechav Mazalis, they're not called Adam. Because the Taich of Adam, Achidosh and the Gemara, Vatim Kriyam Adam, the Taich of Adam is Adam Arisha. So, Adam Akadmoin, the first person. That's what it means. Yidin, we believe in the Ebishter, we go and in the Derech of, of the Torah, we're, we believe in a creator, we believe in a vua, and it's for that reason we're called Adam. The Umay Sa'ilam, they didn't, and as a result, they had no shaykhis to the avoid of Adam Arishan, and therefore they weren't called Adam. But he says, that's poshit, that if you would have a member of the Umay Sa'ilam who keeps the Sheva Mitzvah Bnei Nayach, he's also going to be considered Adam. So it says Rabbi of Flakless, you want to know what this Pasik means? Look at the context. Talking about Hashem is going to avenge Amoy as opposed to the Oivdei Avay Dezor. So who are all these people that are not the Oivdei Avay Dezor? It's Beis Yisrael Barchos Hashem. Beis Aharim Barchos Hashem. Beis Halevi Barchos Hashem. That's Kla Yisrael. And the Rabbis, Yirei Hashem Barchos Hashem. The Yirei Hashem are the Umay Sa'olam that keep the Shev Mitzpleinach. This is right in the beginning in Sif Cotton Aleph of the Sefer, of the Sefer Ksusenai. But the Emes is like this. The Emes is... The emphasis is, is that this Indian 
that the Neid of Yehuda spoke a little bit more Beremiza about. The truth of Me'ahava, he really doubled down on this Ninian. There's a Marumakim where you find a Mechaber that really, really took this to the next level. And that Marumakim is in the Hakdama to the Sefer Ben Yechai. So the Sefer Ben Yechai was written by a Yid whose name was Ramosha Kunitz. Moshe Kunitz wrote a Sefer Ben Yechai, and the Sefer is all about, printed one time in the year 1815. It's all about the Tanner of Shemba Yechai. And there's Dvarim, the Flam there, and it's Negei Dezoyer HaKadosh, again, Dailam Even. But the point is, Ramosha Kunitz wrote this Sefer called Ben Yechai, and in the Hakdama he did what the tzaddikim used to do. They would write a Ksavis Natsos, and they would make this point that even though I'm going to mention things about Akram, I'm going to mention things about Umay Sa'ilam, you should know, I don't mean the Umay Sa'ilam of Zmanenu. But when he wrote this point, he mamish took it to the next level. I'll just read to you a few excerpts. Laman Hitzel is called Kaira, the Sefer Mishkiyah V'Avon. I want to make sure that any person that's going to read my Sefer should be protected from making any mistake. And I want to be my dear him that what I'm about to say is emes v'nochem. That any time you're going to find in these svarim something bad about the umos, b'shem akum goi nochri loy kivnu ala amim hayukarim shabizmaneinu. It's not referring to the amim hayukarim from nowadays. Ashezochu lahasig niskovois bechol chachma, because these are people that they merited to achieve great. Neskavos in all areas of Chachma. The apilu lalois al bama se hamada u bechol mitzvos hachevra asher nitzdavenu b'tayrosenu akdosha. And any mitzvah that you're going to find anywhere in the Torah that's negayet hachevra, right? It's a ben adam lechaveroi chayavnu bahem kamoynu zulu mazu. We're obligated to. Treat the Umay Sa'ilam exactly the way we treat ourselves. And it's something that I wrote about more ba'arichos in the Sefer Ha'uyan. So this is a Sefer that was written by Ramay Shekunitz and refers to that Sefer. And he says, look, over there I was Mayrich. And he brings a few excerpts. I'll just mention one. Rabbi Yechelen said in Megillah, Daftez Zayin Amad Aleph, Kolo Oymri Dvar Chachma, Afilu B'Umay Sa'ilam Nikra Chachma. Any person that says a dvar chachma, even if he's a member of the Ulam Sa'ilam, he's going to be considered a chacham. Freight Ramay Shakunitz, he says, I don't understand this Gemara. What's Rabbi Yechelen coming to say? Right? A person is always labeled based on what he does. Right? If somebody practices medicine, he's a doctor. You like him, you don't like him. You can't take away the fact that he's a doctor. He's an accountant. He's a lawyer. Right? It's a metzius. That's, that's who you are. So he wasn't a farmer, like the Chumas Adeshin and the Yamshul Shloimus Zaitin, but also not doctors and lawyers. So what's his example? Ukimetzarev HaKesef. Some of that uh, refined silver. Nikra, what's he called? He's called a Tzarev. Vahamemalach Hamayim. A sailor. What does he do? He's called a Malach. Right? With a Ches. Any person that's Isaac in anything, he gets the title based on what he's being Isaac in. So he says, if that's the case, So why would a member of the Umay Sa'ilam, who's a Chacham, not be called a Chacham? It's partially he's called a Chacham. Why would you think not? You want to know what Rabbi Yechelen meant to say. You want to know what he was trying to say as follows. That the Pasuk is coming to say that he's not just a Chacham, he's an intelligent person. That was never a Shailah. But when the Torah says Chacham, he's considered a Chacham. 
אחד האדם שנכלל במימד עם חוכם ונובוי. You have to treat him as if he is not a חוכם, but he's a member of the עם חוכם. וכל מצווה is החברה. All the מצווה that are related to בן אדם לחבר, כמוי. ואהבת לרעך כמויך, וחי אוכיך אימך, לא יסליג זו, לא יסיר צוח, לא אחיך, לא יתשך. יהדיס חידוש אמר, וכמוים, הסחי והתוירו איסונו בוי, כמוינו בני ישראל, איש ברעי אהו. עד כאן לשוי ני בספרי האויין. This is what I myself wrote, and he's doubling down, and this is something that he believes. And then he says, the emphasis is, if you think about it, you find Chazal say, how do you know that even a guy that's Isaac Petoira is like the coin Godel, that's Nichnas Lofnai Belofnim, Shenema, Asher Yasa Oisama Odom, Vachaibem, Gehan Levim Yisraelim Loinema, Elo Odom, Holomadot, that even a guy that's Isaac Petoira. So you find that a guy that's Isaac Petoira, we put him on a, a pedestal. The flip side is, you find a Yid that doesn't behave the way he's supposed to behave, there's a lot of Chazals that talk about, we put him down. So the Teretz is, has nothing to do with whether you were born a Yid or you weren't born a Yid. And really what's going on over here is, is are you someone that is shaykh to being a member of the Am Chacham? Then if you're a Yid or if you're not a Yid, you could be a member of it. And that's what Rabbi Yochanan meant when he said, And if not, then, then faket. Then this is something that you could be out of. If you go through these Lashoynas, it's intense. He says, I want to write you a little bit what I wrote in another sefer of mine. The snaf is called Hamitzari. He's referring to the Umar Yisraelim. Baruch Yeh Mikola Amim Ashahoye Mikedem Heimo Yaminu Belkei Hashemayim V'chol Misha Inamayla Babayda Salilim V'yamin Kiyesha Lukim Bashamayim Nikra B'dasenu Yehudi Kamayna He says, any person that believes that the world was created by a creator, he's considered Yehudi. And then he starts varfing different marmakoymas. I'm skipping to the last paragraph. He says, V'kfar Heyed Oisonu Al Azara Hazois Goyin Imenu, Moirenu Verabenu, Hagodl, the Sefer Ayoko, Noida Behuda, Vishnuim Dvorim, Bibnoi, Arabagoin, Rabshmu Landa, the Sefer Noida Behuda Maduratin Yot, Gam, Harabagoin, Rabaloza Flectus, Perlois, Snefer Chuva Mehavo, Orach, Luzois, Mimer, Miyuchet, Ashakorbish, and Ksusay Nayan, U Pnuya Rosse, the Sefer, Vishnuya Rosse, the Sefer Malachas Akoitish, Gam, Harab Boruch Yatlis, right? This is all the Chachme Prag, Beroish, Sefer, Shara Melach, and Chitusha, Vashanaka, Vashem Tamanoch, Hitzia, Imre Noyam. They all said the same exact thing, and this is the way he fears us. He says, Therefore, you have to know, Hine, Boyged Bektush, he says, so any person that doesn't understand what I'm saying, it's hard to read this. But the point is, is that the Nikud is that any person that doesn't believe in the Eivish, that he doesn't believe in the Shev Mitzvah, this is not something that he does. Yeah, that's what all those Gemaras are referring to. But any person who's glaped in a Bashefer, he's going to be different, and this is how we fear this. He said that any person that says, Kili Kolo Oretz, if you say Kili Kolo Oretz, then, Lo'oim Lo'oim Goyim Umamlochis Vayei, called Tzadik Bemunosa Yichia, that person, even though he's from the Umay Sa'ila, but Tzadik Bemunosa Yichia, you should ever be maimer what it is that I'm telling you. This is Ramosha Kunitz's mamish cherry on the top in terms of this whole Indian. So let's go back to the Chsam Soifer. The Chsam Soifer wrote to the Buddha Tan and he wrote to him as follows. 
Hosam above a comma of Kufi Gimelamadalf. The Snefer Asifa Skenim, Hapsak Beshem Araba Meiri, Mitzvah and Moichta. Kilo Yotsam Ipekotcha. Who does her Umrim the Rosha Tzadik Bemonosi Yichye? I am Bagdomas Ben Yechai. So what did the Meiri say? If you take a look at the Meiri, and we don't have the Asifa Skenim, but we have the Shita Mekubetz, it's the same thing. Right here on our Gemara. So the Meiri says as follows The Meiri says that we have Gemaras. What the Gemara says is, Gezel Akum is awesome. But at the same time, there's Nafkeminah and Alocha between Gezel Akum and Gezel of Yisrael. Tos Akum. Yeah, Nafkemino with regards to Havkos Halvosnoi, Avedos Akum, says the Meiri quote, Umikamakim, Ba'oisan Hagdurim, Bedarke Hadosois, Loi Noimarkein. As it relates to Umaisa'ulam, that Gdurim, Bedarke Hadosis, these Alochas don't apply. Elim Bolifonenu Ladin, Ein Mavirin Lahenes Haderech, Bimloi Machat. You can't make a difference literally the size of a needle. It doesn't matter who's who. I'm skipping all the way to the end. He says as follows. They have no shaykhs to bother Kama. Ela harei henki Yisrael gomur, lidvarim elu, af ba'aveda, af b'tos, luchol shara advarim, b'loi shum chilak. Azoi shteit demiri. So the Chassam Soif wrote to the Baruch Tam that I saw what demiri said. Demiri said there's no chilak in the world between a yid was glaibt and an en yehudi was glaibt. Zok der, this psak mitzvah l'moichkai. Says, cross it out. Kilo yotzam ipek kachet. The Chassam Soifer says, I don't believe the Meiri would have said this. Vuhudas ha'omrim. He says, you know where I saw this? I'll tell you where I saw this. This is the opinion of those that say about Rishoyim tzadik b'munasa yichia ayim b'akdamas ben yechai. It was the last line in the ben yechai. After he said his whole shtikol Torah that his mama is known afkemina, he said that tzadik, even this person, he's a rasha. As long to a rasha as do besat tzadik b'munasa yichia. Some soifer wasn't happy about this. He was not happy about what the Ben Yechai wrote, and this is what he wrote. And I spoke to him by Shlomi Yakubad. He said, Avada, the Chassam Soifer wasn't, this, this is not a macha against the Neid of Yehuda. It's not a macha against Rabbi of Flakless. It's not a macha against the Yizidin. It was a macha against, he felt that this is, we're pushing it a little bit. There's an Indian, there's a Yid, there's an Eina Yehudi. Sadach, I'm chochem v'novin, Sadach, as Indian. This is what it is. Obviously, we don't have to talk about this. But the point is, is that to go ahead and to say that Tzadik Bemunos, the Yichia of Arosha, can't be. And Ad Kedei Kach, some say, felt this way. It's a Mefurish Me'iri. And by the way, we have it in our Me'iri. It's in the Shittim Akubetz. It's a cross-references. This Me'iri we have. But he says, Mitzvah L'Moichkoi. This is a Me'iri that you have to cross out. And anyone that's familiar a little bit with the Torah, the Chassam Soifer, the Chassam Soifer didn't cross out Rishonim. What did Chassam Soifer say? Chodosh Osem and Atari. He went just the opposite. Right? Chassam Soifer was going against traffic when it came to this. He said, and you're telling me things that cool as Chumras, Eliezer, Benestaris, but this was something that he felt reared on the Kishkes of Yiddishkeit in such a deep fundamental way. And he says, even though it says it in one of the Rishonim Mitzvah and Moichkoi, Kilo Yotzami Pekotchai, says, You want to see a Maramokim? Some slave is giving you, as I related to Shtal. You want a, a Maramokim to this? Udasa Imam Lerosha, Tzadik Bamanasi Yichia, for you Uyim Bak Thomas Ben Yichai.